BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Has Tyson Bajan done enough to outright win the Chicago Bears quarterback two position? We're touching on that a little bit, but mainly we're going to dive into the mailbag, catching up on the Miss Mailbag episode yesterday. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot. For everything Chicago Bears related, right off the top, if you guys want to follow the channel, you can do so at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. First up, we do want to apologize. I know uh, C-Dub and Bobby weren't able to do their mailback episode yesterday on Saturday, and that's because the Bulls Fest was going on. And so, you know, it is what it is there. We're going to catch up. We're going to have the mailback today to catch up on your guys' voicemails. Um, and I'm going to be holding it down. Me, C-Dub, and Steve are going to be live a little bit later to catch up on the live stream as well still do our usual sunday live stream so we're catching up on episodes here but one thing that i want to talk about right pj walker we've all seen it has been not good right it just was not good in his first outing tyson bajant came in yesterday and looked absolutely excellent and that's what you want to see from him and matt eberflu saying this i saw poise delivery was there the accuracy looked pretty good timing was nice decision making was good tyson bajant came in yesterday and as an undrafted rookie, and looked miles and ahead above of PJ Walker. And so, you know, when, when you when you get a quarterback, and you know, a career, your projected career uh, backup quarterback, the Bears may have done it again. And that's another thing that we need to talk about, Matt Eberflus. So when you look at Bayesian's numbers yesterday, nine for 10, 76 yards, not a lot of yards there. A QB rating of ninety eight point three. He was sacked one time. So you know. Again, shout out to the uh, the offensive line that allowed for four sacks yesterday. But he looked extremely good. P.J. Walker was one for four, continued looking bad. Nathan Peterman was 10 of 18, 115 yards, one touchdown. He got sacked once. He had a QB rating of 93.5. The Bears are trying to find their QB, two. We know we have our QB1, and I think Tyson Bajan has done enough to separate himself and show why he deserves to be that quarterback, too. We're just going to, we, we got a voicemail to touch on that as well. We're going to touch on it on the live stream later today, so make sure you guys are tuned into that also. But let's go ahead and get into that. It's, it, well, we're making up for Saturday, it's Sunday, 
But we're uh, that means that it's still your voicemails are the key part of this episode. Let's go ahead and catch into that. We're going to d- dive into the first uh, voicemail now. Hey, it's Bobby C. Barry here. Hey, fellas, I was disappointed to see no live stream for the game last night. I would have killed to have hear uh, uh, C-Dub's reaction to this uh, this quarterback, the white boy with the tattoos. I'm calling him Ian Tyson Baggins. This kid, I'll tell you something. They could send P.J. Walker packing back to the XFL. He can go be the Tom Brady of the XFL over there because I feel like we got something with this kid. He says, D3, D2, D1, NFL, who gives a shit? You get open and I'll hit you. That's his philosophy. Confident kid. And apparently his old man was a champion arm wrestler, which ironically, part of the reason I moved from New York to Chicago when I was 12 is because uh, I used to do this thing with these uh, six skull Giants fans where I'd say, hey, you want an Indian arm wrestle? And they say, what's that? And I say, well, you put your elbow down on the table and you try to pull your hand back to your face. And I bet you, you can when I put one hand on your, on your fist. And they say, okay, bet. And we do it. And I hold down and they're straining and struggling. That vein in their forehead's popping. You know that vein. And then I let it go, and they pop themselves right in the forehead. And anyway, that's, I, I got in a lot of fights that way, fellas. You know, I, I'd scrap with the Giants fans. You know, they're, they're morons. You know, maybe it was cruel because, after all, they're all Giants fans. They're not the sharpest cranes in the box. But it was it was good kicks for me, so I'm not going to complain about it. But anyway, I want to hear what you guys think about Tyson Baggins. I am Tyson Baggins, the white boy with the tattoos, because I think he's got some. I think he's got the good. So I'm going to hang up and listen. So uh, Chicago up. Bay Dan. Shout out to Barry, who's always, a, like, stays on top of delivering information while also being extremely fucking entertaining. Uh, but Tyson Bajan, yeah, he showed everything that he needed to show, right? For somebody who was undrafted, for somebody who, you know, came in, is is projected to be your, your, your hopefully backup quarterback, and that you didn't expect, right? The Bears, I do not think they expected to get much from him. Or maybe they did see promise from him, but I don't think they expected him to look that poised in his first NFL game. Now, again... Do you want to be realistic? It was only one game, just one game, right? And we'll see. He's going to get opportunities as well in the last preseason game as well as I think the Bears are really trying to, you know, safeguard. I've told you guys they're not trying to unleash too much with that offense before week one. But, uh, yeah, I, listen, I love everything Bajant did. Uh, you know, the tattoos are funny because he is tatted up. And so, you know, what he came in with odds stacked against him. We just signed P.J. Walker to a guaranteed $2 million deal this season. But listen, I tell you what, he's a veteran, so you can even move him to your QB3. He's a guaranteed contract. They're probably not going to waive him. But Bajan has shown, hey, he may deserve to be ahead of him in the practice. That just may be what is what is going to be. And we'll see, right? Well, Saturday's performance, I think he's made a case for himself. We'll see what he does in the third and final preseason game. But to me, the kid has done enough to show, hey, listen, I should be the QB2 here. You got your QB1. I should be a QB, too. All right, let's get into the next uh, one. This one's from Marifa Asad. Bobby, C-Dub, hey, Jim Cognac boys, what's happening, fellas? What's going on? Man, it's your man, Marifa Asad. That's right. Marifa Asad in the building, man. I'm calling in, man, for the mailbag to let y'all know, man, that, hey, it's going down. The sluice is doing his thing, man. He put his father down for now. He made sure that Justin got his field right, and then he go make sure that the offense is good to go. The offense done proved itself, man. They done proved themselves, so they get a chance to rest a little bit. They're going to get that depth shot, man, right, and let them second and third string players get in and get some time, man, in the NFL game. There's only three preseason games, man, they got out there, so they don't have time to be able to get on that field, man, and get their first field together. You feel me? 
Look here, man. I'm going to get up out of here. I just want to call in and let you know that the flute is doing his thing. And he know that Justin is going to do his thing when it's time for the lights to come on. And then them second string and the third string is going to develop a death. So that's where it's going to be. It is. So the tune-up is going to be against Buffalo in about a week from now. And then we're going to go rest up and get started and get ready for them. FGB. You hear me? But look here, man. This is my reaper, man. I got to get up out of here. I got places to go and people to see. So you knows what I'm going to say. Chicago up and bear out. Matt Eberflus is doing his thing. And I think that uh, the, the, sim- the, the synergy between Eberflus and Ryan Poles is, is what plays a big part into this Chicago Bears franchise feeling so different, right? Just the different feel around the franchise as far as, like, just believing that they have that future that you can bet on. It's different around here in Chicago, and they're, and they're doing a big part of it. Matt Eberflus's style of empowering the young guys, right? Not being afraid to start young players, not being afraid to put young players in a much-needed role, not being afraid to trust them if they earn it in training camp, and having open position battles that all comes down to performance. All that is what has played a huge role into this Chicago Bears team just feeling different. And we saw, yeah, the second string show. We lost the game yesterday, but again, you're not, it's a preseason game. Most of your starters went out there, but what you look at, Tyson Bajan showing a lot. Roshan Johnson, again, being having the second highest carries on the team, getting 32 yards, right? Breaking up and breaking off another long 14 yard run on top of that. When you look at just Bring uh, what we are looking at in the wide receiver room, right? Giving Isaiah Ford, those players, uh, a chance at, at, at showing, hey, are you going to make this roster? Maybe even make a chance to make the practice squad, right? Matt Eberflus empowers the guys, and he wants to have depth on this team. And we have are looking to be shaped up to a team that's going to have considerable depth. And that's, I can't be mad at that. I can't be mad at that at all. So, you know, we'll see. Mikel Walker in the Chicago Bears debut. Uh, again, showing you know over a hundred tackles last season. Come in five solo uh, tackles last uh, last last night's game again, and that's the guy who's projected to be your fifth linebacker on the depth chart. We didn't get to the quarterback as much, right? Um, one sack in the game, four QB hits, but it is what it is. There, I like what Matt Eberflus is doing. I like how our depth is looking as well. When you talk about that second string, I love it all. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Mister Four Seven Zero. What's going on, fellas? It's Mr. 470. I'm back. Just wanted to give my thoughts on the Flus and Bears and Justin this weekend. Uh, I kind of wish that I wanted to get, see him out there and get some more reps, especially with the ones. But he said he had a good 707. He had a pretty good joint practice with the coach. So, I mean, I guess that's the reason it was sitting him. But it would have been nice to see him out there, um, make some passes beyond the line of scrimmage. You know, I definitely would have wanted to see that happen. But that's cool. The next thing that I wanted to bring up, though, was, man, I think Tyler Scott might have some Bayless in him, bro. Like, did you see how he must have dropped that ball after he caught it? Like, the way he dropped the ball is like he was scared of getting hit. And then when they showed the 1920-football drive, and you could hear him talking during the game about how the guys are hitting hard. Like, I don't know, man. Do you think Tyler Scott might be too small? I don't like it. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. 
Ty Bayless muffed that punt, man. I hope he can bounce back and shake back. But the last thing we need is a new rookie now to also have that same Bayless in him, too. He dropping passes and tumbling. Like, come on, man. They both seem like they got the same skill set, too. So, pose, man. These dudes are weapons, bro. They got to they gotta hold that ball, man. But, yeah, that's all I wanted to bring up, man. Chicago up, bear down. I appreciate the podcast. Tyler Scott, we know the game is gone. We know Fields is sitting. I'm going to focus on the Tyler Scott portion of that voicemail. Here's what I'll say, though. Is he too small? I won't say that. We've seen small wide receivers still be able to have an impact. I think his speed, uh, what he's able to do once he holds on to the ball. But you do have some concern with him dropping passes, right? I called him shaking hands, shaking, shaky hand Scott. And so, you know, you have to worry about that. But we've seen young wide receivers work that out of their game. And I think that Tyler Scott, unlike Vellis, is is young. He's, what, 21, 22 years old? So there's enough there, I think, with the promise and potential in him that you're not going to let him go from your roster anytime soon, but he's going to have to get the drop passes together. He's just going to have to. Um, but I think that there's there's such great upside with him that the Bears are going to develop that over the next couple of years. It just, if he can limit those drops, I think the Bears are going to have a heck of a player in Tyler Scott. I don't, I don't know, you know, coming into the season, some people were like, hey, maybe we can let Darnell Mooney go because of Tyler Scott. I think we're seeing the difference in that, right? He's not quite ready to be that at all, but I do think he's still going to get opportunities with this offense. I still think that the potential is still there that they believed in him and why they brought him to this team. And I think he's going to be able to work out the shaky hands part of it. I, I think he will. At least I hope he will. And, you know, once he is, he's going to – once if he can hold on to the ball, once he gets possession of that ball, man, that guy has so much big playmaking ability and potential in him, and I see why the Chicago Bears have him around. That's my thought. Let me know what you guys think down below as always. All right, let's get into the next one. This one's from Roy. What's up, Chicago Central? D-Dub, Unc Hayes, definitely off the cognac with you guys. Remy VSOP is my choice. Um, anyway, yeah, this is uh, Roy Boy from Rail Stop Bullies. Uh, I just want to say a few things real quick. Okay, first thing, uh, I felt like the Bears, you know, they looked pretty good against the Titans. You know, eight sacks, uh, four takeaways. That was a beautiful thing. Uh, Justin Fields and uh, DJ Moore, I know it was first pass, touchdown for a screenplay, but, you know, it definitely was of that to come. I can say a lot of stuff right now, but I just want to get to this one little quick point. This dude, Shady McCoy, that's on that sports show with uh, Joey Taylor, I believe, that dude is a Justin Fields hater. Every time this man's name come up, Shady McCoy shits on him. Every time they say anything about a potential uh, upscale of his play or footwork that got better, any, any slight thing, oh, well, to me, he's just a running quarterback. He hasn't showed me anything. He's not this. He's not that. Oh, well, he threw for over 60 touchdowns in college. Well, hell, who can play good at Ohio State? They always have uh, five-star uh, recruits there, blah, blah, blah. Like, dude is a fucking hater, man. So he in the same lane as Callen Herb, whatever that dude, man, is. I can't even say it all the way. I don't, I don't like him either. But like I say, looking forward to the Bears' uh, preseason game against Indiana this weekend. I uh, heard that the practice that they did yesterday uh, was pretty good. You know, Eddie Jackson injury a little bit, you know, but they say he was hitting real hard and everything before that. But just anyway, like I say, I could say a whole lot, but I know I don't have that much time on it. So I really just mainly want to say that. Stadium McCoy is a fucking Justin Field hater, and I can't wait till the season starts. 
so he can make him eat all of that stuff that he's been talking. He actually made a bet with one of the other co-hosts on that show. The other guy bet him that uh, Justin Fields will have, but the Bears will have nine or more wins, and Justin Fields will have 3,500 or more overall yards from running past. But, hey, anyway, as you guys keep up the good work, I listen to you guys every day as much as I can on YouTube, period. Definitely Chicago, Southside, Bear Up, Chicago, Dallas. Bears look good against against the Titans for sure. They look solid in some areas as well. But, you know, let's Shady McCoy, Shady McCoy is another one of these national media idiots that picks on somebody because he understands that it's going to get clicks, it's going to get views, it's going to get him noticed, it's going to get him attention, it's going to get him notoriety, right? And don't overlook the fact that a lot of these national media fuckheads do things like this because once the player does show, and I would not be surprised if a lot of the national media actually does think, hey, Fields can turn into a good player, but they do the things that they do because you have now always linked yourself to Justin Fields, and that's what Shady McCoy has done. Anytime Justin Fields has success, they're going to go to Shady McCoy and be like, hey, Shady, you were wrong. What you think now? Right? That's what they're going to do, and it's going to get them, and then they can turn it around. They can be like, hey, Justin Fields proved me wrong, whatever. They know what they're doing, right? And Shady McCoy, again, somebody who is an idiot, uh, who doesn't follow the Bears day in and day out, you know how I feel about national media dumbasses, and he's one of those guys, unfortunately, and, you know, it is what it is there, and I, I, Justin Fields, it's all up to Justin Fields to prove him wrong, and, you know, being objective as well, let me add in some objectivity to it, Justin Fields is not like he's played in a way where every bit, he should clear every bit of the doubt around him, he is not. And that's just, that's me as a guy who believes that he is our franchise quarterback and is going to end up, when it's all said and done, being the best quarterback in Bears franchise history. I believe that, right? And so I believe that, but even in believing that, I can understand that Justin Fields has done some things, has has shown a lack of awareness at times, has made some mistakes that he has earned, a, a, that he's earned doubt. Now, I do think, and I've said this with national media, you benefit from when you take these hard line takes and stances, and that's why you see some of them come so hard out against Justin Fields instead of just saying, hey, Justin got some potential. Let's see if he can improve from, you know, the, the missed opportunity to see if he can improve in his decision-making. Let's see if he can improve with his pocket presence. Then, you know, saying that doesn't get you as much notice as saying, oh, no, Justin Fields is a bust. He's terrible. And, we, and as I've said before, it's sad to see people at that level, right, who've gotten to the national media still do dumbass shit and say stupid shit to just get clicks. That's what people do here on YouTube. And that's crazy. But all right, let's get into the last voicemail for the day. This one's from Jay. Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? It's your boy Jay, calling from San Diego. Uh, first off, love what y'all doing with the channel. Diehard Bears fan. And it's hard not to be super excited for this season. My opponent is doing his job. But I really think that a lot of credit is not being given where it's due to Matt Eberflus by putting them boys in in their spots the way they should be. But my question is this. Seeing as though my man Nate Davis just got back to practice, I'm going to look because we've seen how Jack Terry Carter performed in a preseason game. Do you think that putting him inside the lineup, Nate Davis inside the lineup, might disrupt the chemistry between the offensive line? I might be the only one that feel that way. I don't know. Let me know what y'all think. Until then, I appreciate y'all and uh, keep doing great things. Shot town up. Bear down. Is Matt Eberflus given enough credit? I don't think so as of yet, and that's because the Bears haven't won. I think that's just what it boils down to. But I think when the Bears do start winning, for example, if they do have a 10, 11-win season this season, 
Matt Eberflus is going to be in the Coach of the Year conversation. And then people are going to start realizing, hey, Matt Eberflus quietly in two years really built a solid system down there in Chicago, and we're seeing so many players have promise in it. We're seeing so many players develop in it. And then people are going to start looking and be like, wait a second. Most of this roster is like players that are 26 and below. They could be good for a really long time. Matt Eberflus is going to – that's what you're going to start seeing. And it, that's why I say it always does come down to winning. Coaches, quarterbacks, it comes down to wins, right? Everybody's not going to see the potential in how Matt Eberflus helped Kyler Gordon along, Jaquan Brisker, trusting, empowering these young guys, giving players like Dominique Robinson a chance, opportunity, getting a, a undrafted linebacker in Jack Sanborn who led the league in, in tackles while he was a starter, right? People aren't going to see, see that as long as they see that three – that number three in the win column. Once that number three turns into a nine, a ten, that's when you're going to start seeing the people start giving Matt Eberflus credit and being like, hey, hey, they're quietly developing a lot of good young players down there in Chicago. They could be a problem for some years. And once that happens, that's when you're going to see Matt Eberflus get, give the credit that he's that he deserves. And I think that it's, it's going to be well-deserved by the time this Bears team starts winning football games. And that's just what it comes down to. But all right, that's my time for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears later. You can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, Chicago Bears Central, gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for our mailbag episodes that happen Fridays and Saturdays usually, uh, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related because of you guys and like I like to end every episode up. Shy town up, but bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Break, 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 media. media.